The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And your snowblowers and your snow shovels are at their ready right now. And you might even be feeling some stress about getting snow tires on soon. Calgary votes no to bidding for the 2026 Winter Olympic Games and medical cannabis users are complaining that there's a consistent product so- shortage since legalization. That's right. Things look like they're going for a dive. So where do you go for refuge? Where is your safe house? Or we might even say nowadays, where is your temporary healing lodge? Well, let's get ready. Get set for your favorite local real estate broadcast. I like to think that Reality Realty is a place to go. Northumberland 897 FM's local real estate forum where every Thursday every Thursday at this time we take on we talk about and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it my favorite co-host of all time is with me today it's Carol Ann Bryant mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance good morning Dale Kind of threw me off with that intro. It's like, where are you going with this? Favorite of all time? No, no, no. Sorry. (laughs) Well, I think you absolutely have to say that, don't you? (laughs) It's it's recommended. (laughs) (laughs) No, the Olympics and the cannabis. I was like, hmm, how's he segueing? What's the segue here? Yeah, you know what? You're just trying to like get everybody coming to attention? When I do that, I I often wonder, are are people going to think, what a clever fellow. (laughs) <laughs> or, or are they listening and just doing a whole lot of eye rolling? Well, people could call in and weigh in on that. Yeah, yeah, on it, weigh in on anything. Absolutely, I love hearing feedback from people. So, what did you think? Okay, so I finally, I finally, in my way, tied it together. Was it a, was it a goal? Well, I was wanting you to expand a little bit more on those. <laughs> oh, okay. You piqued my curiosity. That's another show. Okay. That's not reality. All reality. right. All right. All right. So. Well, good morning. <clears throat> good morning. And and today, Carol Ann, we're just doing a bit of a, a real estate mix, uh, various topics of real estate and mortgage financing. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, every now and again, we do that. It's sort of like a call-in show without call-ins. It's, it's things that we yeah. see in the news or, or you know bulletins we're yeah, getting through interesting tidbits that we're getting through our own industry yeah. yeah so well we'll start today's show offers with snapshot the okay. november 15 2018 look at the residential real estate market here in northumberland county there have been 108 single family residential sales over the past month and these sales are slowly trailing off as we head towards december 
This leaves us with a declining inventory of 412 residential listings for sale. And in comparison, two weeks ago when we broadcast these numbers, we were at 431. Hmm. So uh, a fair decline. People are getting ready for Christmas, right? Yeah. Is that typical of this time of year, Dale? Yeah. I mean, the, the market is still relatively active but we're, we're trailing off sure we have a few more weeks of activity for sure uh, average selling price of successful sales over the past year remains steady at approximately four hundred and eleven thousand dollars and during the past year people have received on average approximately 98 percent of their asking price in a market time of 47 days and and those numbers um, uh, percentage of asking price and market time have been staying fairly consistent. We're still in a seller's market. We have an absorption rate at approximately 26% based on the past month's sales trends. And that means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.8 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system. And matrix is a local realtor component of the MLS system that you see on Realtor.ca. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area-specific, specific to the property type you're dealing with and price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Carol Ann. Yes. Are you, are you uh, like our, our snow blowers and our snow shovels, are you on the ready for today's mortgage rates absolutely all right give it to us straight five-year fixed as low as 3.44 percent variable uh the discount off of variable remains the same i think as the last time you had a live show which is prime minus one percent however the prime rate uh has increased the bank of canada did a increase in the uh overnight lending rate and so most financial institutions have their prime set at 3.95. TD is the exception to that. They are 0.15 higher than the other, than any of the other financial institutions. Mm-hmm. So that means 2.95, 2.95. for a, a five-year variable. And obviously, conditions apply for these rates. As they always do. Yes. As I always do. So thank you, Carol Ann. And uh, Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with uh, Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And you bring us our mortgage rates each and every week. I do indeed. And you mentioned uh, that the fix was the same as last time we had a a live broadcast. Well, that would have been two weeks ago. We missed last week. No, not the fix. The, The discount off of variable was the same. Yes. The fixed has gone up. Well, no, 3.44. Oh, is that what it And and that's what you said originally. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But all I was trying to say was, (laughs) you said last time we had a live show. Yeah. That was two weeks ago. um, Right. With the Radiothon, which was... uh, Good show. And, uh, yeah, and and I hear, I've heard that um, people are saying Reality Realty was the absolute star of that Radiothon uh, time period. Wow. Yeah. And you heard that from Dave? Little, little voice, Yeah, Dave Dave and the little voices in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway. Well, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, we, I always enjoy when Dave is on. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. There's lots of kibitzing going on. He's between not the my two favorite of, of all time. Ho- okay, of course. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, and last week uh, business just got really busy. Couldn't couldn't make a live show, but we did a repeat. Mm-hmm. And uh, folks, that's a current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. So things things yes. things that are recent in. Uh, the real estate mix. Where where should we start? Um. Okay. Why don't Why don't we start then with? Uh, you were telling me, Caroline, about the way people in the mortgage industry, the way people are being uh, approved now. Something right. has changed when uh, when people are going for approvals on their on their mortgages, and and what exactly is that? And yeah. it's not necessarily a rule change that came from the government so much as it just well lenders we're, we're, are doing it, right? We're not entirely certain about that. Um, last week, very quietly, TD changed. Um, they made a key policy change. And so people that are applying for a separate mortgage and keeping their existing um home equity line of credits, there's a change on how that gets qualified now. So originally, what you, say you had a, a home equity line of credit with a, a, a borrowing limit of 200000 and you had zero owing on that, great, n- n- no change. Uh, if you had $50,000 owing on it, then when you went to qualify for this new mortgage, they would input the payment on that $50,000 in, into your service, your debt service ratios. Um, that was what was happening prior to last Tuesday. So they, they would, they would uh, factor in the 50000 of your home equity line of credit that you're, using, that. Yeah. that you're using to, the balance. Cal- to calculate yeah. your debt service ratios. Yeah, that even, payment. Even though you had a $200,000 limit. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So whatever your payment was on that would go in in your liability section. Well, now this new policy change that TD has made is if you have a $200,000 line of credit, they are going to um, factor in a payment based on you running that right up to the max. So they're they're trying to be safe then and say, uh, we if we only if we only factor in what you're actually using today and say you're safe to borrow, uh, our fear as a lender is you could as soon as we give you the money you could run it all the way up, use that extra hundred and fifty thousand, and now you're no longer. Um, we're no longer as comfortable with you making the payments. Right. So so you would have qualified for that new mortgage. But now they say, theoretically, if you run that home equity line of credit up to the max, now you now we don't think you're going to be able to make that mortgage payment anymore. So, um, so far, it appears only TD and RBC have made that change. Um, I do actually have one monoline lenders. So I've talked about that before. Monoline lenders are non-deposit taking institutions. They only do mortgages. Mm -hmm. Um, They will only hold that rule 
if you are asking for a variable rate mortgage. If you're asking for a fixed rate mortgage, if your balance is zero on that uh, secured line of credit, then they don't factor in a theoretical payment. Um, if you want a variable rate mortgage, though, they're going to do the same thing that TD and RBC are. They're going to assume that at some point that could be run right up to the max, and they're going to see now, do you qualify? So the interesting thing is not, <clears throat> well, two, two things. We never heard a government announcement about this being a rule and, you know, that it's in, in play, and, and lenders are treating it slightly different. Yeah, so it ha- they haven't, OFSI hasn't explicitly come out and said that they are, um, that they're responsible for that rule, but we'll see what happens but in it, the it next. But it seems to be a pattern. Yeah, it's kind of, it was kind of a sneaky little thing that, uh, that was thrown in there that kind of, in the, it, from when I, I, I see the talk from brokers, because I'm part of groups, you know, where other brokers will chat back mm-hmm. and forth. This was kind of like a surprise to everybody. Yeah. So there was no fanfare. There was no warning. It no, just unlike of, some of the other rule changes yeah. where we're given some advance notice. So this is something to consider. People who have for a long time have had these uh, home equity lines of credit that are sitting at a zero balance and, you know, they think, hey, we're going to buy a, uh, we're going to, um renew our mortgage and we're going to add to it and and uh then they're going to be potentially surprised so then what what are the what are the alternatives well the alternatives are you lower the limit on that line of credit you discharge it entirely which is going to be a fee involved because Mm -hmm. it's uh secured to your home so it's registered on title so there'll be a fee for that um or if you have a balance owing on it you have to pay that pay that down if um well, paying it down, it still exists. So, you yeah, it pay pay it down uh, if you're dealing with a lender that's just using the formula of what your payment is on the balance, and you which, can't qualify anymore. Which yeah, is which is what the they're usual moving rules. away from. Yeah. So, <clears throat> interesting thing is how I mean, lenders want lenders want to lend money. Yeah. And that's how they make the money from us. And so, you know, you mentioned one of the solutions is closing down your personal line of credit with them. So no, I, it's just, it's a home equity or line of home credit. Home equity line of credit. Yeah. So I, I wonder, I mean, when you have one established, then I'm thinking the lender says, oh, great, we have somebody who could potentially use this now. We've made it super convenient. So we, we could, you know, without any extra effort, be making money off of them. Mm-hmm. And, and so if somebody's solution is to say, okay, I need this house, so I'm going to cancel that component, then the lender is is saying to themselves, okay, we've we've lost that easy potential loan. Yeah, uh, well, but it's all coming down to risk assessment now, and, and, and I think we'll be doing a segment on that, uh, talking about debt, sort of detonation in Canada. So we're, we're getting into this sort of climate now of, of risk assessment because Canadians are overloaded with debt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, and, and what do you, it seems to be, I mean, it seems to be, I don't know how many years back, but it's got to be something like eight years now. Uh, It's just becoming more difficult and more difficult for people to get mortgages. This is just another little bump in the road. What what do you think about this particular um, change in how people are qualified? 
Yeah. Uh, so it, it may be that not all of the financial systems uh, institutions will follow suit with that rule. There are, you know, there are things that have happened that that one institution will make a change. For instance, TD is 0.15 higher on their lines of credit. So that's not only your mortgage, but that's your um, unsecured line of credits as well, that they're 0.15 higher. So they, they did that a, a while ago, and none of the other financial uh, institutions followed suit. They kept their um, prime lending rate uh, lower. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a bit unusual, too, because you generally see with the big the big six, they all kind of, if one does it, they all kind of start to follow follow suit. Um, so it, I, I don't know what to say about that. And, and I would say more where, like, of the last five years, we've seen some really strict regulations come into place. Yeah. Um, uh, but if OFSI says, if it's an OFSI rule, the Office of the Superintendent, um, then, then that has to happen, mm-hmm. right? That, that they, they make the rule, but financial institutions can have their own policies, right? Within, outside of OFSI. Yeah. And, so and I don't know how to answer that. I guess we'll see in the next few weeks. But I mean, it's a. I would have to say it's a. It's a real issue if you have if you have all that credit at your fingertips. Yeah. It, it, I think it's a realistic uh, it consideration. It is, but, but I think you also have to look at somebody who has had their mortgage paid off for many many years, and and so here's the other catch of that. The banks push those secured lines of credit. If somebody pays their mortgage off, um, they they recommend these home equity lines of credit, even if you're not going to use them. Be, you know, it kind of ties you to that institution because it's registered on title of your home, and it makes mm-hmm. it more difficult for you to flip somewhere else. So um, somebody who has had a history of managing their payments well and – and that line of credit's been sitting there for years and never touched. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be penalized. The same as someone who is c- consistently showing that they run their credit up to the max all the time. There should be, in my opinion, some out-of-the-box thinking when it comes to that. I feel like people that are responsible with their money and responsible with their, their debt are being penalized at this point. Yeah, penalized because they, uh, being responsible and having great credit rating, they've been entitled to have these large home equity line of credit. Exactly. And and now all of a sudden, because of their good stewardship of their finances, now now they're running into this uh, new snag. Yeah, because let's take a scenario of, you know, uh, with these, uh, with the stress test now, I'm finding a lot of younger buyers are having to have uh, parents come on as co-signers if parents are capable of doing that. So, so I just had a situation where I had a first-time home buyer um, didn't qualify, quite qualify on their own because of the stress test. Would have easily qualified before the stress test, but the stress test now didn't qualify. Parents willing to come on as co-signers. Parents have um, no amortizing mortgage, but they have a secured line of credit on their property. Mm-hmm. So now if I had to calculate a mythological payment into that, them being co-signers, just one of them being a co-signer, now we needed to add a second parent on as a co-signer, which then in turn was detrimental to the first-time home buyer who gets the rebate on the land transfer tax. But now it gets cut down because 
mom and dad have been added on title and they're homeowners, so they don't get the full benefit. So, um, you know, this is causing difficulty. Those parents had no idea that this line of credit that they've never used for <laughs> for years was going to cause a problem. In the end, you know, there was a lender who didn't didn't put that mythological payment in and we were good mm-hmm. and didn't need both payments but um and that's the beauty of using a, a mortgage broker as someone who can yeah. take a look at different lenders and sure. find out which product suits uh which mm-hmm. clients the best right well carolyn we're going to take our first break okay and so folks you've been listening to reality realty northumberland 89.7 fm's truly local radio Uh, Join us after this break, and Carol Ann and I will continue to look at a real estate mix of different topics within our industry. We'll be right back. Rev up the DeLorean and climb into your phone booths. Join me, Stuart Bunnell, on Time Machine when we hop into the space-time continuum of music through the ages. We'll look at some of the best music from the 50s to today, and don't miss Soundtrack Spotlight at 1 o'clock. Be sure to tune in to Time Machine Saturday afternoons from 12 to 3 right here on Northumberland 89.7 Truly Local Radio. Brushes with Fame, photo tripping with music legends is now here. John Cosway's 230-page book of mostly unpublished photos of the Beatles, Rolling Stones, Johnny Cash, Janis Joplin, Buddy Rich, Ronnie Hawkins, and more, including John's stories about these artists, is now on sale. Pick up your copy at Dreamers Cafe, Burby House Books, and Northumberland Arts Gallery and Shop in Port Hope, Longham and Quaid, Burnham Family Farm Market, and Let's Talk Books in Coburg, and Zap Records in Coburg and Peterborough, or find it on Facebook. Brushes with Fame, the perfect gift for the music lover. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant, and our topic this morning is a real estate mix we're just looking at Carol Ann Bryant, um, my co-host here, and I were just looking at various topics in the real estate and mortgage financing industry. And Carol Ann, I'm going to start off first. I, I'm going to make a referral. Okay. I'm going to make a referral to everyone listening right now. And I refer lawyer Sarah Jacob and her team at SMM Law for your real estate transactions. Yes, it's true. SMM Law sponsors Reality Realty. But it's also true that every single time I refer Sarah and her team at SMM Law, every single time I refer them to a client, um, it makes me look good. People are happy with the excellent service and, right. and, the, and the friendly care they receive, and they thank me. They thank me for referring them to uh, Sarah Jacobs. So please... Um, Please consider Sarah Jacob at SMM Law for your next real estate transaction. So where are we, Carolyn, well, on, on yeah. this uh, So I think uh, I, I, I spoke, and so now I'm going to bring up an uh, interesting uh, fact uh, that you were talking to me about. Uh, you have a new listing mm-hmm. um, in Baltimore right. on uh, County Road 45. Uh, it's, a her- it's a heritage home, right? It's home. a historical home. Yeah. yeah. And so when you were getting the listing ready, you were coming up with some, you researched the history of the home and you were telling me about that. And I was fascinated about that. I mean, I live in Northumberland County, so knowing the history. So I thought, Dale Bryant, perhaps you would like to share the <laughs> history because yeah. uh, I think our listeners would find that really interesting. 
Yeah, yeah, and I do remember we I I was uh, coming downstairs. We were we we're getting supper ready that one evening, and and I just started to talk to you about this and the royal uh, we. What's it? Oh my goodness! <laughs> you did. I was getting supper ready, and you entertained me with your with your story while I was getting supper ready. Did make Can we clarify? Okay, let's let's go with that. Okay, let's go with <laughs> let's that. Let's go with that. Okay. Thank you for making the dinner. Yeah, let's let's say let's say the facts. And you did. The facts are the facts. And the facts are the facts. And you did. You did yeah. enjoy hearing about uh, about this. And and so uh, listing uh, the listings at County Road on County Road forty five in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a century home, and and so I like whenever I get something like that, I like to look up the history of the home. Sure. Because people. People aren't just buying a home at that point. No. People have a, a chance to buy into uh, a bit of uh, Canadiana history. Yeah. They have a chance to own a piece of local history. Mm-hmm. So so it becomes uh, it becomes even more rich than just buying uh, a home. And so, you know, I, I, I looked up again with Baltimore, and, and uh, Baltimore is the oldest village in Hamilton Township. Uh Highway 45, County Road 45, runs through Baltimore. At one time, County Road 45 was uh, uh, known as the Grand Trunk. This is going back a ways. And when I read up on the history, also referred to as Baltimore Road and Main Street. And and that's pretty common in any community. The the Main Street, no matter what it's called, uh, tends to be referred to as Main Street. Um, So... Why why did Baltimore become the you know first village in Hamilton Township and mm-hmm. and become a hub of all things and and it's because of the large creek going through Baltimore and 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 the creek would uh, provide power for mills and um, sawmills grist mills and and I was even telling you about carding mills and yeah. you know you weren't familiar with the carding mill and no. maybe maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with carding mills. And a, a carding mill is basically a place where uh, you would uh, bring your wool before before it gets spun. And a carding mill sort of straightens out all the fibers in the wool and uh, cleans out and straighten out, straightens out the fibers, um, just preparing it for the spinning process. So, so those th- three mills, um, mm-hmm. you know, and there were a number of mills in Baltimore, and they they started up around the around 1820 was the the first mill there. And 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 we commonly will see if we're driving through Baltimore and and we hang a if we're coming from Coburg and we hang mm-hmm. a left on Harwood Road, um, it takes no time at all, and you see a Balls Mill on Harwood Road that was first built as a carding mill. And eventually got turned into um, a grist mill. Okay. And and the neat thing, the neat thing, the neat history about uh, Ball's Mill. Also, it uh, the Ball family eventually mm-hmm. bought it. They didn't start it up, but they bought it uh, 1884. And three generations of the Ball family uh, operated that right up until 1971. Wow. Uh, yeah, producing a, a various flower products. Um, Baltimore, what did it have? So it had a post office. Okay. And the post office was on the um, southeast corner of Gully Road. 
and County Road 45. So it was it's right across the road from where this home is that I list uh, just listed this week. Okay. Um, they had uh, two two stores in and which seems seems a bit odd mm-hmm. uh, in a small a little village like that. Uh, you know, you think one store would be enough, but they had two stores. Uh, the first one was built in 1845. Uh, they had they had two churches in Baltimore, a number of businesses, and then and then they had two taverns. Okay. They needed two taverns, so it must have been <laughs> it must have been hustling and bustling, and and um, and, and the the first one again was built in 1845, same time as the first store, and. Uh, but the second tavern that was built uh-huh. is actually the home that I have listed. Cool. And it was, uh, and, and this home, 4903 County Road 45, it's the, only the second building in Baltimore to be built out of brick. It's a triple brick building. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, little, little trivia like this is, is really neat. Yeah. Like homeowners that are into century homes and character, they just... They just love to know about about this sort of thing, <laughs> and um, so this this home here it's on the uh, north northeast corner of Gully and County Road Forty Five. Um, originally, it was called the Arlington Hotel, and it was uh, owned by a fellow with the last name of Pickering. And when this fellow passed away, his son took over, and and I think in honor of his his dad. He changed the name from Arlington Hotel to the Pickering Hotel. Sure. Nice. Yeah. And so um, I think it spent the longest time as the Pickering Hotel. It's um, the Georgian-style architecture. And a neat thing about Baltimore, too, mm-hmm. and I mentioned that um, <coughs> when we were talking, uh, as, as, what did you call it, the Golden Wee? No, the royal we. The, the royal we were making supper. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm just not familiar with all your <laughs> oh, sure. terms. You know, and anyways, <laughs> Baltimore was doing fantastic. It was thriving. Um, and and then, then Coburg started to grow. Okay. Coburg started to grow, and, and as Coburg started to grow, Baltimore, you know, had its heyday and started to weaken, and then and then there was a big fire in 1920 in Baltimore, uh, took out many many buildings on Main Street, uh, the Pickering the Pickering Hotel, mm-hmm. which is the, uh, now now a residential dwelling, mm-hmm. um, the Pickering Hotel had a couple things going for it. Why it survived? It mm. one triple brick, sure. Whereas a lot of buildings were were all wood. Wood. It had slate a uh, slate roof, mm-hmm. and it backed right onto the pumping station for Baltimore ah, for the fire right. department. So it was right there, uh, uh, there, and there, and so the pumping station had the. Um, I don't know if it had a well or two. I, it had at least one well, and so the fire trucks would pump up, and and I mean that was right beside the station, so uh, likely likely got protected so that they could keep getting into the into the. Uh, pumping station too i, I would you, imagine um, did you in your research did you find out what started that fire no uh, okay i mean i read through it but i i recall that i never i never recall recall seeing that at all mm. um and then and then the same year as the fire in 1920 that's the same year that uh 
um, the owner turned turned the hotel into a private dwelling oh, in 1920. Okay. So there's so a the little same, bit. the son of Pickering. No, it was it it was sold. Oh, it was sold to somebody else. Yeah, I, when they turned it into a private dwelling. I don't remember. I don't remember if it if in my reading if it actually mentioned you know if it became a private dwelling before or after the fire. Okay. I don't I don't know if it well, said fa- that. That's fascinating. And and aside from that, it's a beautiful home. I mean, I oh, I love gorgeous. homes with character. I yeah. just I just love it when you get a listing like that, and yeah, and you can see you know the high baseboards, and it's just I find it so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like a modern home and modern architecture. I'm drawn more to that type of type of home. Yeah, and 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 the neat th- as you live in a modern. <laughs> home, I know, uh, I know. The neat the neat thing about that too, and I mentioned people people that like these uh, historic homes. They love mm-hmm. to they love to research their home and their neighborhood and find out the history. You know, and 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 the history I just you know rattled off there. There's so much more available. I mean, they get into uh, the family names and the different people who sure. who. Uh, you know, started up the township, who maybe even uh, built the roads, who built the homes, who yeah. sold the homes when marriages took place. And, and you can you can get so much rich history. And, and the neat thing about these owners and this home yeah. is as people have owned this, this home that, that I have yeah. listed, people have written notes and have pictures and, and they've passed them along. Oh, to the that's next neat. owner. So so the owner yeah. right now has notes from several previous owners talking about what happened and different things that went on in the home. Wow. And and so they're they're ready when they sell it to pass all that on to the next what people. What a great idea. Yeah, you don't always get that. No, part. you don't. Mm-hmm. No. That's really that's really neat. It, it absolutely is. Hmm. So Caroline Yes. You talked about mortgage approvals and how things, how there's a, a trend changing there. Right. What, what about mortgage rates? We've had a number of um, benchmark rate increases this year. And what's the word on the street as far as what, what may happen for next year? <laughs> yeah, another, another good question. So, um, yeah, I mean, f- fixed mortgage rates are kind of hitting uh, multi-year highs, um, but... And still uh, at historical lows. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but despite um, despite the surge in bond yields, which typically affects the, the fixed rates, uh, most banks have hel- held their posted rate at 5.34%. So I believe we've talked about this before. There's the contract rate, which is what you actually, what is actually your mortgage rate. And then there's the posted rate. And and banks can choose to offer whatever discount they want off of the posted rate. So right now, most institutions have their um, mortgage qualifying rate at 5.34. That's a five-year fixed five-year fixed, with the exception of Bank of Nova Scotia, who increased theirs to 5.44. So that rate is what you're actually stress test on, okay? Right. Benchmark rate. Yeah. Posted rate. Qualifying rate. Yeah, same all, thing. All, they're all similar. Inter- yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, 
so anyways, and um, the other banks have not followed followed suit with Bank of Nova Scotia. They've they've maintained theirs, <clears throat> and there, there's no indication of any change to that. So I'm not sure what's going to happen in the new year. I mean, we had a bunch of things that happened this year that kind of were predicted and some of them that weren't predicted. Um, what what are they predicting for next year? Well, uh, they're still predicting that the Bank of Canada is going to make further increases to the overnight lending rate, which which changes the prime lending rate. So anybody who has a variable rate mortgage might want to take a look at if there are three more increases over the next year. Uh, is that what they're anticipating? Yeah, yeah, this is, that's kind of the talk, whether mm-hmm. that happens or not. You know, I mean, so far this year, they've been pretty bang on. Um, I mean, there was one time where the, they did back-to-back rate increases that we weren't really expecting, but er, uh, every chatter about what's going to happen, the Bank of Canada has kind of, you know, come through with that. So, so assuming there'll be three more increases, people might want to take a look at what that's going to do to their mortgage payment and whether or not they want to consider locking in. And I mean, that's a whole other topic right there about locking in or not locking in. Um, You know, if you have a really good discount off of your variable rate mortgage, then likely you want to keep that discount. Um, Because we know historically people that stick with a variable rate mortgage pay thousands of dollars less in interest over the life of the time it takes them to pay off their mortgage. They do better. Um, People without such a great discount might want to look at it. And you also have to think about when when that Bank of Canada makes that change. It doesn't only affect your variable rate mortgage. If you have secured or unsecured lines of credit, those will go up. And if you have a variable rate car payment, so if you have all of those (laughs) components going on in your household, you could be squeezed pretty tight. Yeah, if it goes up and, <clears throat> you know, go <clears throat> not just if it goes up, but if it goes up to a certain point. Um, a neat thing you're talking about historically on a variable uh, rate mortgage, uh-huh. how you, you, you know, you said you can spend thousands of dollars less over the life of the mortgage. Yeah. I saw, now this is going back years ago, but I saw a neat chart back in yeah. the day. I'm... I'm wondering if I saw it maybe around 2010. Um, and it was a chart uh, that showed if somebody had of, and it compared, if somebody had of just kept renewing five-year fixed rates right. from the 60s, from the 1960s, if they had a just renewed five-year fixed rates every five years right. at the going rate, and it compared uh, another line was if you had to just kept renewing five year variable uh, mm-hmm. rates over over every five years uh, starting at the same time in the sixties, and there was just I think it was like a year year and a half yeah in the seventies in in the late seventies early eighties that uh, people would have paid more yeah had they have. Uh, had they have had the variable. So really and truly, the spread that they would have paid more over that year and a half. Wasn't a whole lot. They, no. you, w- you wouldn't have even wanted to change if no. you were into a variable. You would have wanted just, because, you know, 18 months later, 
you're back into saving yeah. money again. So well, then it went like ridiculously in the favor of variable rate mortgages too. There were people sure. that were paying under two percent for yeah. for their mortgage. So so that, yeah, that chart I you know, and it was a twenty five year. What I was talking about it, I think it spanned twenty five years. Do you still see that chart ever around? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think there's an updated one. I'd love to see an updated copy of that because uh, that's just really neat stuff. So again, again, it comes down to budget too, right? Like if somebody's getting stressed out with their budget, then obviously the right thing to do is to lock into a fixed. If you're, if you're not, if you're just, you know, you're doing okay and you're just thinking, uh, that's when you need to talk to your mortgage broker and say, hey, you know. Is this a wise decision for me to lock in? Because, uh, you know, for my clients, I run scenarios and say, well, this is what it is. Or I'll say to them, no, you still have a really good discount. You're nowhere near what, uh, like if you locked into a fix, you're still, you're still considerably lower. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a good thing to look into because you don't want to be stretched, but then you also don't want to get yourself locked into something yeah, and, hastily, and 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 stress levels on your life that has value too. Yeah. So you, not all value is on a ledger board. Quality of life, lifestyle, it all amounts to something. Well, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty Northumberland eighty nine seven FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and Carol Ann and I we're going to continue talking about a real estate mix of various items in our industries. We'll be right back. This is Allison Houston from Port Hope Public Library, your destination for inspiration, imagination, and information. Author Karis Cotter brings her novel Ghost Road to the library on Saturday, November 10th at 2 p.m. Author Ellen Besner brings her book, Double Threat, Canadian Jews and the Military in World War II, to the library on Monday, November 12th at 7 p.m. Author sponsorships and book sales courtesy of Furby House Books. Durham College provides a special employment services series every Thursday at 1 p.m. Learn skills to ace your job search. Mystery Reader Book Club, After School Tween Book Club, and Library Book Club provide monthly discussions about books and authors. Free afternoon movies in November feature The Movies Go to War on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. The Mary J. Benson Branch is open on Sunday from 1 to 4 p.m. until December 16th. Family Storytime runs at the Hub Thursday mornings at 10.15, introducing your little ones to the library. Details about Nifty Knitters, the homeschool group, the next chapter, and all library programs can always be found in the What's On newsletter, on the website, porthopepubliclibrary.ca, or by calling 905-885-4712 and find the library on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant and our co-host today, Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group. No. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's. Yeah. With, with the Minion Lending Center's <laughs> Alliance. Yeah. Good how how grief. How long did you make that switch? And I'm still a thinking. Year, over a year. Over a year ago. Yeah. Oops-a-daisy. Yeah. Thank you we'll, for. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. There'll be a there'll be a talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I I want to mention about our sponsor here. Yes. SMM Law, Sarah Jacob, uh, a real estate transaction 
a big deal. This is this is like most people's largest investment that they make in their life, uh, the home that they live in. Yep. And folks, I just want to say, if you're buying or selling a home, you need to give Sarah Jacob at SMM Law a call. Uh, Sarah has an amazing team that uh, can help you uh, protect your interests through a real estate transaction. And the neat thing, you know, we mm-hmm. live in a small community right. in Northumberland County. And I, and and sometimes, in some aspects, we'll, we'll look at a service or something and say, eh, it's, it's Coburg, it's Port Hope, it's Northumberland mm-hmm. County, and, and this is what we get. But then some services we have in our community are second to none. Yep. And, and SMM Law is one of those services where, you know, you're getting the knowledge and you're getting the professionalism you'd expect from mm-hmm. a big city firm, but you're getting the caring that you would expect from a small town right. uh, service. So thank you to SMM Law for sponsoring Reality Realty. So, Carol Ann, um, yes. one of the things that I noticed this week, it came out in one of the um, like periodicals, online periodicals, uh, was uh, a stat about... Um, for sale by owner. Yes, uh, I homes. saw that. Mm-hmm. So people selling private, privately, um, we often refer to them as FISBOs. Uh, right. For sale by owner, just uh, yep. the first letters of each uh, word. So these for sale by owners, according to the National Association of Realtors, it, they're on a decline. Really? Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think throughout history, they, they sort of fluctuate. They've always been around. Sure. And, uh, and so uh, this year... Uh, they they only hold a seven percent share in the uh, in the sale transactions of the year. Uh, that's down by one percent. Uh, apparently, uh, last year was eight an eight percent share mm-hmm. for sale by owners. And and if we go back as far as um, 1981, mm-hmm. which is a while ago, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> yeah. but back in 1981 it was up to fifteen percent. So there was a fifteen percent market share. Hmm. So it's uh, it's coming down, and what do they attribute that decline to, Dale? Do well, they y- say? You know what? Uh, there's going to be there's going to be more to the story than just that. I mean, there's going to be reasons, and and I'm thinking what I'd like to do is maybe uh, get uh, a realtor on the show, one of our one of our regulars, mm. and we'll, talk about it we'll further. Talk about this. Uh, this trend and okay and uh, i think that'd be a good show sure. uh, we've we've mentioned for sale by owners uh in the past uh, but not really had a whole show analyzing analyzing the uh pros and cons okay and trends of good it. idea um, to be determined to be determined um another now that we're i'm just mentioning show ideas uh, right we we're with friends the other day and we're just imagine that Mortgage broker and uh, real estate broker um, having conversations on their off time about real estate, but yes. It's my life. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> so we're with friends, and you know what? Real estate's interesting. So Yes, know, it is. You yeah. and I go into a restaurant, and yeah. we sit down, and how often do we hear another table talking about real estate? Almost every single time. So we get together with friends and, and family, and quite often yeah. they, they yeah, say, Yeah, they hey, want to know. Hey, tell, Dale, what's up with yeah, the market? Tell yeah. us a little bit about the market. So 
we were we got on to something about superstitions mm-hmm. in real estate. Yeah. And you know, I, I was just mentioning some of the things that have, you know, uh, that can affect people in making a decision to buy a home. And if for the good or the bad. And 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 they're yeah. really amazing and 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 for someone who's not really affected by superstitions, they seem like complete non-issues to me. Mm-hmm. Complete. But if if that's the way you feel, it can make or break if, a if deal. If that's what you believe, it's a very real issue. Yeah. If it's a real issue in the buyer's mind, it's a real issue. Yeah. And um, and so our friends actually said, Dale, that'd be a great sto- uh, a great show. I agree. To do on on uh, real estate superstition. Mm-hmm. So I think we I think we got that one in the in the works as well. Excellent. And you think that'd be a good one, eh? Yeah, I think yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. It'd definitely be entertaining. Well, I've heard you tell me some some stories throughout the years. Yep. And uh I I think it's interesting. Yeah. You know, you've come across people with particular uh things that they're looking for um and things that they see that they're like no that 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 kills it for me mm-hmm. because of this <laughs> yeah yeah uh another thing i i think we should we should mention here mm-hmm. is important and and uh 2 weeks ago on our radiothon show we had Dave Smith uh uh-huh. certified home inspector with Pillar to Post Home Inspectors and he talked about some of the things that need to be done around your home mm-hmm. as we head into the wintry months and yes. I mean the yesterday was pretty cold can I can I can I try and tell you what I remember yeah you want to quiz me on those things no right yeah go ahead okay you're on the hot seat um, clean out your eaves troughs. Yeah. Um, turn off your, uh, shut off your water to like your garden hose and, and, uh, so, and I believe he said, drain them and leave the taps open. Yeah. You want, you want to shut off the valve, the source valve. So there's okay. typically a valve inside the house. Yeah. You want to shut that off so the water doesn't get... Uh, to the outside wall, mm-hmm. shut off that valve, then go outside and open the valve outside to allow it to drain. So open that the there's, tap. yeah, the, the tap, the valve, yep. um, to allow it to drain. So there's no water inside because we all know we put water in an ice cube tray, it freezes, the ice cube is taller than the water level was. Uh, it expands as it freezes. Mm-hmm. So if it's expanding in a pipe, Boom! Yeah. It has such strength that it, it can it can split pipes. So, and then and then your actual hose, take it off, uh, unscrew it, yeah. so that uh, once again there's, it's just easier if if there was a trace of water, that the water moves lengthwise and out than than forcing against the diameter of the hose. So yeah. So I feel like there was one other thing that he mentioned. Oh, I think I Dave was talking about uh, checking your um, smoke, uh, your carbon monoxide detectors. Oh, okay. Because it was it's carbon monoxide detector month. Oh, okay, okay. And so he he talked about that. Okay. And uh, and and so I just like to, and those are great. You, yeah. You remembered and. Uh, I, li- I do listen to your show. Yeah. Well. When, when I have time. And I thank you. 
and 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 Hannah listened to the show. That yeah, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. My youngest yeah. daughter, um, and uh, uh, some other things to think about, and that's just tidying up your lawns and gardens. I mean, uh-huh. we're about things are about to freeze. Snow's on its way, yeah. and if chairs aren't put away uh, in the shed or in the garage or in the basement or wherever you put toys, lawn furniture, outdoor tools, um, it's a great time right now, it, and time is running up. out. Yeah, time is running yeah. out by by the mi- like. Well, we, didn't we only get have snow. hours maybe left. We didn't get snow on the weekend, but our sister-in-law sent us a, a picture. Uh, and they're in uh, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and they had. Uh, she sent me a picture of her backyard that had snow. And and uh, I talked to the gentleman who. Uh, I mean, I haven't, I ha- I haven't been up. And nothing's been bringing me up in the Castleton way uh, for a little while, and, and the gentleman that does my signs um, mm-hmm. for sale signs, and he was telling me just yesterday that uh, they had. When the snow fell, they had like a foot of snow already really? in Castleton. And, and now that it's sort of been melting a bit and, yeah. s- and sort of getting more dense, you know, maybe yeah. maybe it's down where he's living to about a, an eight or nine inch level of, of thick, heavy snow up there. Wow. So so you do have very little time now. And, and, and uh, you know, clean up garden beds and lawns as much as you can. A couple good reasons real estate wise that okay. I think of for that. And one is some people end up putting up a home for sale. Some circumstance in their life changes. Some opportunity arises sure. when they never thought about it arising. Mm-hmm. And if if your if if your backyard or your front yard doesn't have that curb appeal, doesn't have that organized appeal and, and you have to list when everything's frozen in place and it's sort of looking <laughs> a little junky, that that affects dollar value. It, it can affect dollar value. Yeah, because people get an impression and they think, oh, if this is what the outside looks like, how do they take care of the inside? Is that, is well, that what you think? Yeah, it's just, it just doesn't, it's not as well kept. It's not as appealing. Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll still put in an offer, but are they... Are they as wholeheartedly putting in that? Do they the wow factor? Do they absolutely love it, or Mm -hmm. do they like it? Sure. And uh, and and the other point is, and I hear this from from people buyers when they go into a house, they say, "I've been looking at this house for for years. I've noticed this house for years before it was ever for sale. This house is always and then dot dot dot." Dot 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 might be amazing. Or this house, this house is is always looked a little bit unkept. But surprise, they've they've maybe freshened it just for the listing. But guess what? The community is on to you. <laughs> the community is on. Yeah, they you. are. They're yeah. on to you. Yeah. And so yeah. they they have a perception yeah. of the quality of your home uh, years before. You've right. ever listed it. So. And would you say that if you can, if do. you can afford it. Is it worthwhile if you're going to sell your house and you can afford it and you don't have the time or physically are not able to do the work to hire somebody to do it? Will you make money by by doing that? I don't know. It depends what you're paying and what's to do. I mean, these things we're suggesting, it's only a few minutes. It, yeah, but you have maybe some seniors that 
yeah. can't so, you know, do the raking yeah. and what, get, get right? A, get a young person yeah. and uh, pay them, get it done. Um, but Caroline, we're out of time here. Wow. Yeah. But guess what? I, you get to spend another good part of the day with me. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would be. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say, guess what? You'll be back on someday soon. And you will. Yeah. And I'd like to thank you for uh, joining me. And Thanks and, for having me. And if anybody. It's always fun. It is. If yeah. anybody's interested in mortgage information, yes. good way to contact you would be. 289-251-2948. 289-251-2948 for Carol Ann. I'd also like to thank SMM Law for sponsoring Reality Realty and partnering with us so we can bring you local real estate information each and every week. If you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland, 89.7 FM, truly local radio. Until next week, folks. A wide variety of music and unique programs covering many areas of interest. That's the Northumberland 89.7 difference. Check out our complete program schedule anytime at